Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to Underground USA. Here's this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder as broadcast on CRN Digital Talk Radio. CRN Digital Talk Radio, Chuck Wilder here, Suede at the network, and we are live across America and around the world at crntalk.com. Hey, right now I want to come and welcome back Mr. Frank Savato. He's host of Underground USA Podcast, which is heard everywhere the podcasts are heard. And his website, very easy to remember, undergroundusa.com. Mr. Sabato, how are you? Mr. Wilder. It's uh, the only time in the week that I get called Mr. Wilder. just makes me feel like I really know what I'm doing. At least with not a raised eyebrow as an accent on the end. Mr. Wilder. (laughs) Mr. Wilder, I assume. (laughs) What was that one? What was that uh, famous deal? Uh, It was Sherlock Holmes, I presume, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm trying to think what did the guy say. Dr. Watson, I presume. Was that what it was? Yeah. There may have yes. been. There may have been. Yes. He said, uh, I was a doctor, and then Dr. Jill came and took my credentials away from me and hung it up on her wall. Yes. Whew, I'll tell you. Well, it was a busy I, weekend. I, I really had one of those weekends that just uh, didn't stop. You know what I mean? It was just on and on and on and on. You go here, go there, and let's go down by the ocean, and let's... Uh, Act like there's a Father's Day, unless you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, at, wow. at, at least you didn't fall off your bike. You know what? That's true. And and pro- the only reason is because I probably don't ride a bike anymore. That is interesting, well, though. I mean, at least he had stopped. You know, he wasn't going his maximum speed of seven miles an hour, or five, whatever it is. You know, you've you've got to remember to put your feet down when you stop on a bicycle without training <laughs> wheels. So I think they've figured this out. Secret Service put some training wheels on that for him now, so he's okay. You know what, though, this might be a sign. The fact that he didn't put his feet down is maybe he realizes, you know, that there are so many people propping him up right now, feeding him all the information. You know, covering his rear end, so to speak. So maybe they didn't the, cover his left leg. The irony is thick, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, uh, you had an article that came out uh, just recently, a few days ago, in fact. Uh, the man-made climate change narrative and the globalization agenda. And uh, Frank says, I feel it's important to share a portion of a decades-long ongoing conversation I'm engaged in with a dear friend who has worked for the European Union Commission at the highest levels. Now, see, I get impressed just 
there, and that's only three little short lines. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what her name is. Anyway, uh, serving as an analyst on various critical issues. Oh, here, he, thank you. He <laughs> continues to provide uh, analysis for several several entities throughout the European Union. And this friend of yours sent you a clip of the past congressional testimony in which Congressman Dana Rohrbacher, now retired, he was uh, questioning then EPA Director Gina McCarthy about the percentage of CO2 in the atmosphere. And you and I have covered this a little bit, but uh, McCarthy said, I have no inkling of the number, right, in question, which would be the, would that be the right answer? Yeah, she was, it was pretty stark, and he gave her every every chance to answer the question. He had his, his data in front of him. And if I if I'm quoting him correctly from the video that's available in that piece online, uh, he says that the percentage of man-made CO2 in the atmosphere is one half of one half of one tenth of one percent. Hmm. That's a pretty small, small, small amount. And and the reason this does something that we should look back on. And remember, this was back during the Obama administration. Although McCarthy is now the White House climate advisor. Hmm. Okay, Okay. so the EPA advisor who did not know what percentage of CO2 was in the atmosphere is now pretty much got the ear of the president on climate 100% of the time. Makes sense to me. Somebody doesn't do their job, you give them Maybe she doesn't have a flower garden, too, you know. Don't don't flowers eat up emit CO2? Yeah. All plants need CO2. It's a natural occurring yeah. thing. You know, so this idea that CO2 is so devastating to, to the planet is, is, you know, if you're a dog, you're tilting your head at the high, at the high pitched noise because it really doesn't make sense. But that's the whole point. Yeah. So you'd have, they're, a, they're, you'd have a bigger chance of having garden warming than you would global warming. Well, I mean, because it's eating up point, the CO2, right? Our our plant, our, our planet is incredibly resilient. It is it has gone through climate cycles to the extreme, and then it's gone through climate cycles as a constant. We always have climate change. If we don't, then we're in trouble. But we've survived ice ages, volcanic ages. The planet is is like I said, resilient, and we've used the most powerful force that man has ever been able to create in nuclear weapons, the Earth healed itself in two places in less than 50 years. So the Earth can pretty much shrug us off. The Earth is not dependent on the human race for its survival. The Earth will survive. It's how we interact with the Earth. And I I always like to point out this this little bit of irony conservatives by the very root word of what they believe in tend to conserve and if you want a great example of that take a look at the grounds of any major rally in washington dc when conservatives show up it's clean afterwards when it's when it's a liberal thing or a progressive thing there's so much garbage that D.C. Public Works has to bring in people for overtime to clean it up. 
So the the idea that that stewards of the environment only come from the left is a blatant lie. You know, so yeah. this idea that that climate change is is threatening every human being on the planet and the planet itself, that's extremist talk that we've been hearing since since Al Gore and then before him the launch of the ecology movement in 1970 and that all comes out of a report from iron mountain ah. which was which was a group of of eggheads who got together and and war games yeah. well if we could get rid of war yeah what can we have to replace it to create the chaos and maintain the balance of of not only population but global control and they concluded that the best thing would be to be alarmist about the climate. Yeah. 1967 report from Iron Mountain, uh, which outlined a transition from managed wars to climate wars. You know, and and uh, that is in your report, and just above that is to show you, it always seems like, you know, they and it's the old cliche, you know, follow the money trail, but yeah. the climate change narrative is to supplant national sovereignty to the globalists of the World Economic Forum, the International Monetary Fund, I think that sounds like money, the World Bank, that sounds like money, the U.S. Federal Reserve, which uh, you always have to, you know, make sure people remember that the U.S. Federal Reserve is not one of the government agencies or entities, right? That's correct. It was, it was, it's a private cartel of major banks is what it is. And it's been given legislative power through Congress to manipulate our money, our currency. It issues fiat currency on behalf of the United States. Another word, word, Frank, hoard our money? They don't tend to hoard because they don't hold it. They create it and put it out there. Oh, As a matter okay. of fact, they, they've instituted what's called fractional banking in the United States, which ah. means that the banks that we make deposits in never have to hold the full complement of deposits. They hold maybe 10%. So when you go and you say, I would like my, I'd like my $14 million, please, and you can put that all in hundreds, <laughs> they can't do it. They have to co- make, a, make a call on a Federal Reserve Bank really? in the area to get the printed money for you. They don't hold. So apparently, uh, my big fat pig under the bed. Oh, why did I? I always tell him where it is. My mm-hmm. big fat pig in the attic is still safer than the U.S. Federal Reserve. Then, right? No, it's it it's it says something when you can hold on to your money. Okay. But as long as we're dealing in fiat currency that's not tied to the gold standard or the silver standard or some some other tangible asset standard, it's really just paper. The only reason it has worth is because it is the currency that the world actually does transactions in and that it's, quote, unquote, guaranteed by the full faith of the United States government, which means that if anybody calls on the Federal Reserve to produce because they they want to exchange things for the dollar, that taxpayers are put on the hook when when big bank loans to third world nations or major corporations go south and they stop paying their interest payments, those loans are satisfied by the American taxpayer. 
that's what the full faith of, of the U.S. government is is mm-hmm. means to us. So the Federal Reserve System really does warrant some examination if you don't understand how it functions and what it is, because it's really not looking out for the American people at all. Yeah, it's looking out for Wall Street and the banking system. Period. Now you know you're talking about you know the. 1967 report from Iron Mountain, and mm-hmm. we got about a minute before the break. Uh, this report came out in 1967, and in your report you say, as a matter of note, the first Ecology Day was separate, uh, separated, <laughs> should have been, was celebrated in 1970. The ecology movement, as you know, was the gateway to the climate movement of today. Let me ask you, with uh, your world knowledge and education, uh, did it come out of the colleges? Well, they used the colleges to move that. They also used the, the grade schools, junior high schools. I remember it being oh, a really? big thing when I was in junior high. You know, you so were in junior high. See, so people yeah, gave yeah, me the wrong to... information. They said you made it to the fifth grade. All right, sorry about that. Well, I made it to the fifth <laughs> grade. I just went a little bit beyond. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, they got no, to the walk college... out of school. I guess right. Yeah. Protest. The, the the ecology movement itself was was the beginning of of the transition from endless war, at least they thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. to the climate movement. And because people have been questioning the climate movement, because we keep hearing, hey, we're going to melt in two years. <laughs> well, yeah, don't buy that new car. You know, yeah, just get some new tires because those are going to be melting. Boy, oh boy, and it's been going on forever. Frank Savato undergroundusa.com will continue with more from the man-made climate change narrative and the globalization agenda. Frank Savato. The woman I have searched for all my life, and that's a really long time when you get to be my age, was addicted to vaping. It was like an appendage in her hand. When she'd get deeply into something or her anxiety level would grow, it was as if she was walking around in a London fog. In our non-smoking culture, when we'd be out, she'd always have to excuse herself to go outside to take a few puffs just to satisfy the craving. So when the good people at Fume approached me to showcase their product on Underground USA, I immediately started researching their product. Fume, spelled F-U-M with the double dot diuresis over the U, is the all-natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and natural way to quit cigarettes and vaping. It's a no-smoke, no-vape, and no-nicotine replacement for the hand-to-mouth habit associated with smoking and vaping. Fume handcrafts wooden inhalers and uses cores infused with plant oils that have been clinically proven to curb cravings. They have flavors like peppermint and conquer with minty notes to simulate menthol cigarettes, and they have other flavors like cozy chai and lemonberry bliss for those who are used to a sweeter experience. And all their flavors are 100% natural. No harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, and absolutely no nicotine. Whether you're a smoker, an ex-smoker who still struggles with the cravings, or a vapor like the love of my life, Fume is the perfect break-the-habit tool for you. Face it, the only thing you really have to lose is the habit and the cost of that habit, which is both a financial cost and a matter of health. Come on, you know it. 
So head on over to breathefume.com slash UUSA and use the promo code UUSA. That's the letters UUSA to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off your entire order, an order that could lead you or the one you love to better health and a little bit more wealth. Go to B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M dot com slash U-U-S-A and use code U-U-S-A. It's better to offer a smoker or a vapor a path to a solution rather than a constant complaint. And if you're like me, if you care enough to be concerned, Fume could help you have more years for the one you've searched for all your life. Go to breathefume, B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M dot com slash U-U-S-A and use the U-U-S-A code today. Gain some days with the one you love. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with my guest Frank Savato, host of the Underground USA podcast and uh, also heard twice weekly, Captain's America Third Watch, syndicated nationally, Salem Genesis Communications, and his website, undergroundusa.com. Now, during the break, I was not captured by socialists, or even worse, because of what I'm about to say, but here I go. The Obama administration was at least honest. <coughs> what? Yes. Was at least on it. I'm just reading Frank Savato's copy. I'm going to try one more time. The Obama administration was at least H-O-N-E-S-T. Oh, it worked. Enough (laughs) to have put in place operatives with deep commitments to achieving the, quote, fundamental transformation of the United States of America through the destruction of sovereignty, indifference to a globalized central government Based on collectivism, collectivism, pretty pretty long. So you're saying I don't know what he just said, but uh, boy, that was nice that Obama got on board with that one. Yes, really, uh, it was called well, what, the you, 21st century socialism. Uh, yeah, go ahead. What I meant to say is that is to get to everybody's all 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 wrangled up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is that he didn't care. And you know, if you've been if you've been you know reading what I've had to write and listening to what Chuck has been saying over the years, uh, the progressives with the election of Barack Obama, and progressive is now interchangeable with the word fascist because that's what they have become by definition. It's not me name calling; it's the mm-hmm. definition of the government that they're practicing, the public-private partnership thing. Um, they saw the goal line. And they saw the goal line closer to them than their opposition was to catching them. So they ran for the goal line. So when Obama put people in the positions, he was pretty transparent about the fact that he's using radicals. Samantha Power, Gina McCarthy, Eric Holder. You know, th- these people were radicals. I mean, and I'm by textbook as well. When you go back to their college days, they were radicals. Eric Holder actually occupied a, a college campus building as a black activist in college. And he was appointed attorney general. So, you know, he wasn't hiding it. So when I say he was honest enough, he was blatant about it. He was transparent, much more transparent than the Biden administration is yeah. In, yeah. His, in, in, in his quest to fundamentally change the United States of America. 
and you got and some names here. here also that you know that Biden put in. Let me know when you want some of those. And <laughs> well, <laughs> Biden is pretty much a his core people, the people who are important to what he's trying to achieve, are all Obama 2.0. It's Valerie Jarrett. It's Eric Holder again. It's Samantha Power. Um, it's Susan Rice. All of these people are back, and these are the people who were doing the dirty work last time at at some of the highest levels. But everybody else around him, everybody else in his cabinet, these are all people he promised jobs to during the 2020 general election, so that they would deliver votes for him on election day. And instead of finding something more appropriate for these people to do in his administration, he just threw them in cabinet-level positions. <laughs> like I said, Gina McCarthy is back. Yeah. Well, you know, I, like Pete Buttigieg, you know, you can you, you've throw got him Jennifer, a position, Jennifer, but he, he's so bad he's, he should be bouncing back like a tennis ball, Pete Buttigieg. Well, Pete, Pete Buttigieg is, was a mayor in, in Indianapolis. The only reason that he's in the cabinet is is because he is a, a gay white male. Uh-huh. He has no and he supposedly station uh, secretary. Supposedly Frank and he knows how to ride a bicycle and he should have taught Biden and that's a whole new story we'll have to get into one day. Right. You'll notice Jig, that you Biden, know, he rides that bicycle at least two blocks. You'll, you'll notice that uh, Buddha judge and uh and Biden are never seen bicycling together. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Lucky for both. One of the one of the other people that has that was appointed was uh, Jennifer Granholm, our energy secretary, who has zero zero qualifications to hold that job, except for the fact that she holds um, large investments in electric vehicle companies and electric oh, vehicle boy. battery companies. So how she ever got through the vetting process? for a cabinet lover position is beyond me and this has to land at the feet of republicans you you've got to stop rubber stamping people when it comes to cabinet Cabinet. don't rubber stamp them just use your your boot (laughs) that's my suggestion hey listen there's that world famous music and we're going to talk about a really nice island here a little bit later on probably right after the break with the one and only frank savato UndergroundUSA.com. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato, host of the Underground USA podcast, undergroundusa.com. You know, and I think the last time you were on, we were uh, talking about uh, the excellent documentary, The Creature from Jekyll Island, and also the book. Uh, and we got into uh, where they're having uh, what? What do they? Uh, boy, I, I forgot what it's called. The uh, convention estates. Yeah. Uh, and we got into that. So we're going to dig into it a little bit more. Uh, the creature from Jekyll Island. The first time I ever saw that, 
Uh, Frank, you know, I was thinking, uh, boy, that must be, you know, like the creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, or something yeah. like that. And uh, and I already told you that uh, the author was on George Putnam's show at the time. But uh, uh, interesting stuff, right? You just have to know where to search for it. Yeah, it's it's. I'm going to go out on a, on a limb with a lot of confidence and say that it's a lot scarier. The creature from Jekyll Island is a lot scarier than the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah. uh, what they did to manipulate our our financial system here in the United States, and now it has spidered across the globe, is nothing more than a, a subversive to sovereignty, mm-hmm. quite honestly. And I, again, I can't recommend enough. It's a long book, but I can't recommend enough a book to read other than the creature from Jekyll Island. It will open your eyes about about how our currency is not really attached to our government, but for obligation. The bankers get to use the full weight and measure of fiat currency guaranteed by the U.S. government, which means the U.S. taxpayers, to do private business. They make they make loans to third world countries that they know can't pay the loan back just to get them hooked on interest payments until they stop. And then we've got to bail that country out because the United States guarantees the full faith to to make whole the dollar. So when we start going out on a, a little bit more into into central bank digital currencies. And we were never meant to have a central bank, by the way. The framers didn't want that. Uh, the, the most they wanted to have were, were regional and or state-run banks. They didn't, they didn't see a central bank in the United States. Um, the more we get closer to a central bank digital currency, with the way that they simply print money, they'll just be going into, into what they have to do and changing numbers. It's not hooked to anything. It's not pegged to anything. When we were on the gold standard and the silver standard, at least you had gold certificates and silver certificates, and you and the and the dollar itself was pegged to the price of gold. That's why the dollar had worth. Today we have fiat currency that isn't pegged to anything but what the Federal Reserve says it is. <laughs> and because they have an addiction to printing money, you know, that's their big thing. They print Money. That's why we have inflation the way we are. We have. So when you know what, and let me and let me remind the listener. Remember when uh, when Frank first came on and we got to this thing about the International Monetary Fund, World Bank, and the U.S. Federal Reserve. U.S. Federal Reserve is not a government entity, but boy, they sure got a lot of power, don't they? They've got the ultimate power. They control the money. Yeah. They control the money. Congress cannot exist without them because Congress feeds off of the printed money that they afford them. That's why the, that's why Congress can keep running deficit spending all the time. They know they can get printed money. But it doesn't help us with inflation. So the idea that Janet Yellen can come be secretary, who literally has to be the dumbest person in Washington, and that's saying a lot today, for her to come out and say, oh, no, 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 the the inflationary it's, the inflation isn't because of of our our governmental policies in the Biden administration. It's it's just something that happens, and all we have to do is go to green energy, and we'll be fine. 
That's the dumbest statement ever made by a, an appointed politician. Of course, their policies is what's causing inflation. They and, ought to be when you look a at the song the, in the background, you know, just another bump in the road. Remember that? Yeah. All, I think a brick in the road, bump in the road. Yeah, yeah. all just yeah. all just another brick in the wall, baby. Yeah, really. Um, you know, Jenny Yellen was the one that told us emphatically about eight months ago that this inflation was just transitory. She's also been one that has been just trying to smear the cryptocurrency sphere every time she can because she's scared of it. And the Federal Reserve is scared of it because it doesn't use banks. It's a peer-to-peer decentralized system. So you're going to have to try to point out to me where Janet Yellen has been correct on anything so far. She hasn't. And and if you want to get a little bit more frightened about her, before she was Treasury Secretary, she was the head of the Federal Reserve out of San Francisco. Hmm. You've got a, a cadre of people, this goes back to who, is, who Biden has appointed, that are wholly unqualified to hold their positions at a time when we need the best of the best. You know, and it's but funny all, that, yeah, when you mention the words San Francisco, right, first thing that pops in my mind when it's politics is Feinstein, you know, and China and, and all this, and you wonder, is there any connection there? Does it go back that far, you know, with Yellen? Well, when you... Would would we start talking about the Federal Reserve and how they they pretty much created the World Bank? They financed the World Bank. These are a conglomerate of maybe the eight biggest banks on the planet. You're talking Citibank, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, um, things like that. Um, when we start talking about the World Bank and the World Economic Forum's Great Reset and their use of climate change to create the chaos... Yeah. The stakeholder capitalism that they're trying to install through the Great Reset is exactly the economic system that communist China uses. It's, it's very authoritarian. It's manipulatable. They use it to punish people. And we're seeing that in the, in the free world through the establishment of ESG scoring. <laughs> Which they've said point blank is going to, they're going to use as a weapon against corporations that don't adhere to the wokeism of environmental, social justice and governance scoring and, and the avenues that they prefer in those subject topics with climate. So as we go forward and getting closer to the Great Reset just being a thing because the biggest, most wealthy people in the world are just deciding to do it, these unelected people just deciding to do it, we're losing sovereignty of our nation, and we are absolutely losing freedom as individuals. Now, you know, you just mentioned the word unelected, okay, and we're talking about the Federal Reserve. Uh, Frank and I, the last time he was on or the time before, we got into this whole thing about uh, the Convention of States and how, you mm-hmm. know, we were against it forever. And then all of a sudden now it's showing you because they have so many good things. And we're going to I'm going to go through some of them here in a minute. But I want to get to one of them listed in your current article. And that is this is what we should do. OK. A return to the currency pegged directly to precious metals and or other tangible assets 
gems, etc., and the repeal of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 so as to end the U.S. Federal Reserve System that controls all U.S. banks and, in fact, which has the greatest sway over the IMF and World Bank. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, it has to be done incrementally and because they've set it up very, very well. And this is in one of the final chapters of, yeah. of The Creature from Jekyll Island, where they talk about the doomsday process that they have built into this whole thing. If, in fact, we were to abolish the Federal Reserve abruptly, it would throw us into an insane depression that would make the depression of, of the early 1900s look like nothing. So we have to do things incremental. We've got to get the dollar back on the gold and silver or tangible asset. We need to peg it to something like that. I don't even I don't care if it's if it's precious precious gems, precious metals. It's got to be connected to something that is tangible. And right. then we can go about dismantling the Federal Reserve system because it's nothing more than a cartel of bankers looking out for themselves using the American taxpayer as their ballast. It, it really it, it is infuriating once you understand what this is. And when I say cartel, I mean to use that word so that it conjures up the cartel the, the cartels of the drug lords of Mexico. Because that's pretty much what this is. The biggest banks deciding where the country is going to go and who they're going to bail out. And when they say bailout, they mean who the taxpayers are going to subsidize because they've chosen that corporation or that country to give bad loans to. When you kept saying precious, precious, I was waiting for the two two of them, precious gas, right. precious baby food. Well, I mean, when we we look at the way that the the Federal Reserve has handled interest rates, which has been abysmal Mm -hmm. the last 20 years, and the way that they print money, that's directly related to the gas prices, and it's directly related to to all all of the food price explosion that we've seen as well. We don't need to be living like this, Chuck. We just don't. Oh, yeah. We're a Definitely. country rich, rich in our natural resources and our energy resources and our ability to grow food and produce food. We don't need to be hurting the way we're hurting today. This is all 100% attributed to not only the Biden administration policies, which jacked it all into hypergear, but the fact that progressives and fascists since 1900 have been entangling us on a, an, in a global web that assures that if Kazakhstan goes down, we're going to feel it in the web. George Washington urged us not to engage in foreign entanglements, mm-hmm. yet we ignored him. We ignored Jefferson. We ignored Adams. We ignored all of the advice that the framers gave us when they created this country because we believe we know better. We don't. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be amazing, Frank, and I'm, and I'm not even, you know, halfway kidding about this. Those millions <clears throat> that are being brought into the United States right now from all these different countries, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to take, maybe 15, 20 years. But they're going to go, my goodness, where's that U-turn sign? The greatest nation in the earth? Are you kidding me? 
when you see what happened when when our economy started going bad under Obama, mm-hmm. illegal immigration dropped. And if it wasn't for the Biden administration coaxing these people over the border, and that's exactly what they're doing, especially with the resettlements of people coming over the border to integrate them into our society. Um, if it wasn't for that, you'd see the big U-turn at the border, too, because the economy is not conducive to hiring up here now for for what illegal aliens usually provide as far as work is concerned. So, you know, the U-turn sign has been here before, and we've seen it happen. And it's always always happened under a Democrat president because they usually tend to destroy the economy. Well, you know, and you and I have talked about this uh the convention of states and frank and i think we're on the same page about boy there was a time when you, we never 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 wanted to mess around you know with the constitution and things like that but uh now it's uh, the executing of the convention of states to create amendments to the u.s constitution that mandate mandate limiting the supreme court justices to nine members because i'm telling you right now <laughs> If, if the Dems had their way, you know, it'd be 20 to 20 to 5 or something like that. Preventing the addition of states without the affirmative consent of three-quarters of existing states. I think Puerto Rico's next in line, right, Frank? Yeah, and that's what the, remember, if you remember correctly, Schumer was saber-rattling about pushing statehood through so they could add two more Democrat senators to the mix and take the majority full hand in the Senate. That's why that that provision in the Convention of the States needs to be uh, needs to be codified as an amendment, so that the politics of people like Schumer and Pelosi can't change the very fabric of our country. Yeah, and here are two that I have time to get in that uh, that you know the Dems are going to fight hell and high water, requiring members of Congress to live under the same laws that they pass for the rest of us. Boy, mm-hmm. what? Don't you know who you're talking to? And then, and this one, I, I was always against this until <clears throat> just recently, maybe the last three or four months, believe it or not. I held out forever. And uh, that is imposing term limits on all members of Congress in both chambers. Yep. Yes. Uh, I, I, was, I was against the two because I liked the people who were representing me. I, I lived in Henry Hyde's district when he was alive, and I wanted to keep him. But when, as we're seeing this professional class, we need to get back to the fidelity that, that George Washington laid out for us in, in limiting service to the country. We can't have professional politicians because that's how we get – Pelosi's and Schumer's and, okay. and people like that who just don't go away. Got to take that break. And speaking of George Washington, it, I think it was a rumor, but uh, he was really for getting rid of horses and going to electric vehicles. And I don't, you know, so you thought he was perfect, right? Yes. All right. Frank Savato is going to be right back, host of the Underground USA podcast. His way is a website. Got it. Thank you. Underground USA Just a few years back, I had two of the most unique and personable dogs I had ever encountered. God rest their souls. Riley and Coulter. I named them after Bill O'Reilly and Ann Coulter. And you can take that whichever way it suits you. 
Riley, the larger male of the brother-sister pair, they were Beagle, Jack Russell, and a Pomeranian mix, would eat a boiled can if I put it within striking distance. So I was always on the lookout for something that would be nourishing, but wouldn't make him into a blimp. Coulter was the complete opposite. It was like trying to guess what Cleopatra wanted for dinner each day. Needless to say, the task of finding something store-bought fell to the wayside, and I ended up cooking for both of them. My friends thought I was insane. To that end, I wish our new sponsor's product would have been around back then. Sundays for Dogs is real food, not kibble. It's real food for dogs, formulated by a vet with only the highest quality fresh meat, vegetables, fruit, and superfoods. Made in the USA at a USDA human food facility, it's then air-dried to perfection into fresh dog food that's shelf-stable and affordable. It's 40% less expensive than leading fresh brands. Not that Riley would have needed it, but Sundays for Dogs elevated a dog's excitement about eating because it's real food, the same food that we eat. It helps manage weight, increases energy, and produces a softer coat and better digestion. Starting at just $2 a day on average, if you can keep your Riley away from the bag, it's all-natural, real, raw, whole food that tastes like a treat, but it's actually a completely balanced and nutritious meal. And with a hassle-free money-back guarantee, it's a no-risk try. Plus, when you order online, enter the promo code UUSA the letters U-U-S-A, to receive a 35% discount on your first order. Go to sundaysfordogs.com and be sure to use the promo code U-U-S-A to receive 35% off your first order. Do it for your Riley and Coulter. Not Bill and Ann, of course. I don't think they would care. sundaysfordogs.com Everybody's talking at me. Here with Frank Sabato. And uh, once again, we're touching on a convention of states. You know, and, and there's two here uh, that really need to be worked on, and that's uh, number one, getting the federal government out of our health care system, and the other is getting the federal government out of our education system. And you know, the health care, you and I have talked about it before, I think, Frank, is that. It's hard now to find a, a private doctor. You know, they used to be everywhere, you know, but now they've got to join up with a great conglomerate or conglomerate or whatever. And, you know, and uh, I'm not complaining about, you know, who's taking care of me, but it just uh, it shouldn't be that you that you have to get into a situation like that. Or what do you think? Do you think uh, that because because they're all now jumping together in one entity that it uh, they're getting more stuff that's available for us or what i think they've been forced to to go into groups into group practices mm-hmm. because it it's easier and and less expensive to cover their liability insurance yeah insurance that's been right. forced onto them by not only the government but the industry as a whole once the medical industry turned away from patient care and started making business more important. We saw we, this is when we saw all of this happen, all of the litigation come into to medical care. Uh, my girlfriend spent 23 years as a nurse, 
And she'll be the first one to tell you that today it's not about patient care. It's about the bill. You know, so if you have a doctor. Is this the one from Texas? Yes. Yeah, you see, I pay attention sometimes. (laughs) If you you have a doctor that you you like, who serves you well, God bless you, hold on with both hands. Because the more the litigation aspect and the more the federal government starts injecting itself into into the medical business, the more people are going to be gravitating towards these kinds of group practices so that they have a larger umbrella when it comes to liability insurance for malpractice. You know, it used to be, and I know you remember these days, where you could call to see your doctor and he said, well, why don't you come in about 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Right. You come in at two o'clock. You pay with a check. It didn't break the bank account. You you didn't need to see him for wellness checks. You went when you were sick, and if you were really sick, the doctor would sometimes even make a house call. Yeah, those days are over because of of malpractice lawsuits that are frivolous and the liability that these doctors have to carry. So yeah, getting government out of the health industry. And, and regulating health insurance and mandating it and everything else would be a great thing for the American people. And and getting back to the, the Congress critters actually uh, having to exist under the laws they create like the rest of us, do you think Obamacare would have passed if they wouldn't have had golden Cadillac plans? <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh man! You know, yeah. if if they would have if they would have had to sign up for Obamacare through the exchanges and that was the extent of their medical care, it never would have passed. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, we have run out of time here again, Frank, and uh, I appreciate the visit, Frank Savato, UndergroundUSA.com. Excellent reporting. Uh, look forward to our next visit, Frank. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. Hey, and a quick note, tomorrow we really get into the crimes of the educators, all right, with Alex Newman, co-host. Please like the episode on the platform you're listening to us on, leave a comment if it lets you, and share us with your friends and family. Our influence grows when you share our podcast. And don't forget to sign up for our Substack, which comes directly to you, subverting the interference of the Internet gatekeepers and social media censors. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region of the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com and I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 